Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday and welcome to, yeah, of course, obviously, the first Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And what a week we've got coming up. Well, I mean, I've no idea, actually. It could be just a lie. But what a podcast we've got coming up. Actually, that could be a lie. I've not even seen any of these links. So, uh, anyway, welcome to what could be an average week and uh, a below average podcast. But stay with us. You never know. We start, of course, the podcast with Everton's 1-0 win against Spurs yesterday. You'll hear from Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the goal scorer, or DCL, as I like to call him. But first, a rather unsurprisingly spiky Jose Mourinho. Oh, we didn't see that in the documentary on Amazon, did we? We were poor. We were not good enough at all. Uh, but I think you are not good enough also in your analysis. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, Pickford made two amazing saves in the first half. Hugo didn't touch the ball. Um, in the second half, of course, they scored the goal. And after that, we were very poor in, in creation. We were not aggressive uh, enough uh, in that creation, in attack. We looked tired. Lots of people were not sharp. We didn't have intensity, sharpness, uh, creativity. And uh, after the goal, they were the best team. Um, in the first half, you stay with the possession. And I stay with... Um, Two amazing situations by uh, Sonic uh, creating to Dele and uh, Kane creating to to Doherty and two great saves by Pickford. Dominic Calvert-Lewin on the end of a pinpoint Luca Dina free kick on the left-hand side, rose over everybody else and put a powerful header behind Hugo Lloris. Not surprised at all. I think you know when you put top-level players together, it's 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 not difficult for them to gel. You know when we've got the gaffer and we've we've been working on certain things in training, it's it's kind of not taken long for us to click. So it's no coincidence, I don't think. And. There was transfers created today. I had a couple myself and um, I'm happy to just be, be getting in there early on and, and putting them away. Now, Arsenal saw Fulham 3-0 in a season opener in the first of three live commentaries on game day. After the match, the Gunners gaffer, Mikel Arteta, spoke to TalkSport's Declan McCarthy and even dropped a cheeky little hint about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. William with the resulting corner into the near post and Gabriel has headed it in and marked his debut with the second Arsenal goal and it doesn't get much better for a player making his first appearance for a new club. Great to start winning, great to come away from home and grab three points against a, a really good side, a promoted side that they had a lot of energy but I really like uh, the authority that the team showed today. 
the real commitment of what we are trying to do and uh, I saw a lot of positive things today. Arsenal coming forward with William swept out to this left-hand side and Aubameyang, a lovely chest control just inside the penalty area and a fabulous goal by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Another Arsenal goal for Aubameyang, another reason that Arsenal cannot do without him. I have to ask a question, Mikel, about his contract. Are we get, is that in the next coming days, next week? What are we looking like? I'm very hopeful that in the next uh, coming days you're going to stop asking those questions. Over now to the weekend beverage show with the wonderful Natalie Sawyer and big Tony Cascarino. And this is their guest, Gabby Agbonlahor, the former Aston Villa striker. He was looking back at Liverpool's annoying 4-3 win over Leeds on game day. And he also had a few home truths for Reds defender Virgil van Dijk. Dallas sending the ball forward and oh, Van Dijk has given it away and Patrick it's Bamford in. is in and he's poked the ball behind Allison and it's into the net and it's 2-2. Everyone knows Virgil van Dijk is an unbelievable defender on the ball. He can switch the Diags defensively. No one wants to come up against him but I found like yesterday's performance was from van Dijk a bit of arrogance in a way the flick that he made for um, the goal that he gave away, I felt like it was, we're playing Leeds United, you know, it's, it's going to be an easy game, they come from the Championship, I can maybe let my standards um, drop, and I felt like yesterday in that game that he did, and um, even Trent Arnold on the right, I felt like he was poor defensively as well, so for me it was more, he's a great, great defender, and he will be one of the best defenders ever mm. to play the game, but when people start putting him in the Vincent Company and the Rio Ferdinand, I think as well, people... So, you, you, Tony, you'll agree. People forget how good certain players were. Yeah. I feel like when time goes by, um, by people forget how good Rio Ferdinand was in his prime. I mean, I played against him. You wouldn't even want to even, like, go on the same side of him on the pitch. The same with Vincent Company. Them two defenders there, you wouldn't ever even want to, like, try and take them on because you've got no chance. John Terry as well. So, Virgil van Dijk, amazing defender, but I just don't think, for me, you can put him in that category of company and real Ferdinand yet. Now, the former Manchester United and England striker, the legendary Andy Cole, made his debut alongside Sam Adderface and Perry Groves on... Uh... Oh, didn't say what day. Anyway, the guys discussed new Newcastle signing Callum Wilson after the Geordies beat West Ham on Saturday, or game day, as we know it. Oh, I've got to stop doing that. It's killing my throat. Anyway, as well as that, he spoke about Mason Greenwood's off-the-field issues. Head down, chin up. That, that's what I, I would say to him now. He's, he's, a, he's a young boy. He's got an unbelievable future in front of him. I think we all know how talented he is. Uh, we all make mistakes, and even more so when we're 18, because he is a baby. Mm. You know. And For me personally, if, if you don't make mistakes at 18, when are you going to make your mistakes? So what I would say to him now is, I mean, low profile and do what he's been doing to the back end of last season. Deflected cross to the near post. Carroll flicks it on and it's turned in by Callum Wilson. A debut goal for the £20 million man. He scored goals in the Premier Leagues over, what is it, the four years he's been there. Yeah, I, I know he's had a uh, cruise ship problem a couple of years ago and whatever, but he will score goals. You know, so when you look at that £20 million, you know, you got to have someone, for me personally, you got to have someone in the Premier League who's who's been in the Premier League, understands what the Premier League is about, and you know he's going to give you 10, 15 goals. And today with Newcastle's win against West Ham, sorry, West Ham, this is the take of Hammers manager David Moyes with the Moose, Ian Abrahams. It's Jeff Hendrick, 
into the top corner from 15 yards out. It's a dream opening day for Newcastle United. It's turning into a nightmare for West Ham United. I had a struggle to pick any positives from it, to be honest. I didn't think we played well tonight. I didn't think it was a good game. And we have to we have to play better to give ourselves a chance. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the game. I didn't think we performed well. Was it because you played too slowly? Well, that was partly the case. I mean, Newcastle, you know, dropped off at times and, and encouraged us to play slowly. So that was a, that was certainly one one big part of it, yes. In terms of the defensive side, because obviously you've been linked with James Tarkovsky this week, for the goal, defender being two yards from goal with just the goalkeeper in front of him is not ideal. Yeah, I think it, I think it was weak and I hope that we get to score some some goals in a similar fashion because I just thought it was far too easy and it was a it was a tight game. You know, there was nothing in it. It was a it was a battle. It was a scrap for the majority of the game. You know, and it was just who was going to sort of fold first and and unfortunately we did. In terms of the transfer market, because I think clearly off the back of that, you'll people will see that you're short in, in various departments at the back, maybe right back and, and up front as well. Yeah, we're shocked, but uh, you know that's not the reason why we lost the game tonight. You know, that's because of the, the players who were here and the players who played tonight. So I have to, you know, get them in a similar form as they were in when we finished lockdown, or you know, after lockdown, I should say. So we played very well then. It was the same group of players, but we didn't perform as well tonight. Over now to my Friday drive time husband, Darren Bent. He's got his own show, would you believe, called Darren Bent's Boot Room, which, of course, isn't a boot room. It's just Darren Bent in a studio. So it should have been called Darren Bent's in a studio, but that obviously sounds a bit silly. Not silly as pretending a studio is a boot room, but there you go. Anyway, this show was on Sunday, and now the former chart midfielder Darren Ambrose and the transfer guru Alex Crook talking transfers. Rob Holding looked like it was a done deal for him to go there on a season-long loan. Mikel Arteta now saying yes. Rob Holding very much part of his plans <laughs> yes. and he will be staying. Darren Bent clearly in favour of that. Yeah, of course. Rob Holding yesterday against um, against Fulham was absolutely superb. I mean, and I didn't want him to go in the first place, but I can understand that they signed two new, two new centre halves and everyone was like, well, maybe he's he's surplus of requirements. But he's shown me on loads of occasions he's a very very good defender. He can play, and I think Arteta really trusts him. And listen, yesterday he turned into Ronaldinho. So he, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with his keep up so for me I'm really glad that Rob Holden stand I'm sure a lot of Arsenal fans are as well yeah and just a final one this is an interesting one actually reports uh, coming from Italy that Genoa could be in for Jack Wilshere of West Ham of course we broke the news on TalkSport last week that uh, West Ham looking to get Jack Wilshere off the payroll of course we've seen an influx of Premier League players heading to Italy like Chris Smalling Ashley Young Lukaku as well and Genoa also have been linked with Danny Rose in recent weeks would that be the type of club Darren Ambrose where Jack Wilshere can revive his career uh, potentially I think he just needs to to leave and go and play football and go and enjoy himself again um, it's been a long long time he's he, he's massively injury prone we know that which is very unfortunate for the lad but he needs to go and enjoy his, his football again And because we all know when he's on form he's a fantastic player and who knows he could revive his career there is that no more for me uh, Alex Cook I think that's enough for one week they were superb Back now to the weekend breakfast show. This is big Tony Cascarino on the Danny Ceballos challenge in the warm-up before the Gunners beat Fulham. Cass said it was typical of a man frustrated at being left out of the starting lineup, and it reminded him of a bust-up at Chelsea. My guess is it involves Dennis Wise. Let's have a listen. Because some people might look at that and go, that's fine, that's okay. And you mm-hmm. oh, that's just, you know, players getting competitive. And... Yeah, passionate. But they're, but they're yeah. subs. Subs is a little bit different. <laughs> 
when you've been a sub, and Sabayas has, you know, been probably felt before the game he was going to be in the lineup, and it was a typical sort of challenge of an angry man that had been gutted, he'd been left out. And in my career, I've seen it quite a lot. The best ever was Dennis Wise. He got left out by Ian Porterfield at Chelsea. I can't repeat a lot on air, <laughs> but his behaviour in the dressing room before him was quite extraordinary. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, he was furious. Look, Dennis was a, a total competitor. And, you know, you, you know, he don't like backing down, Dennis. Probably made him the player he was, you know, getting rejected by Southampton and then finding a way through Wimbledon, then on to Chelsea. But that reminded me, that incident reminded me of, you know, a player being not told he's in the starting lineup. Now, Leicester beat West Brom on Sunday by three goals to nil to go joint top of the Premier League. Not that it counts, of course, at this stage. It's just pointless even mentioning that. In fact, I don't know why I said it. Here's the take of Baggies manager Slavin Bilic and the Foxes boss Brendan Rodgers. West Bromwich Albion nil, Leicester City 2 and who else but Jamie Vardy for the Foxes from the penalty spot this time and what wonderful work from Leicester City in the build-up. I think you want to do that each year in terms of points, you want to be better, you never know with positions, the challenge for us always going into every year, you know I said when I first came in here I wanted to compete for the top six, that was, that was going to be really really difficult for us last season but we were able to do that. You know, and I think that with time, I think we showed potential last year, many moments of potential where the group played some great football. But time with the young players to develop and improve was going to be important. And if we can get in a, a few other players of quality, that's going to give us a great opportunity to compete where we want to. So, uh, so yeah, it, good first game, good start, and uh, we'll get more clarity on what the squad will look like over the next few weeks. The Premier League is a very tough league, is uh, on another level that's from, from the Championship. I told them the only thing, of course, the result I'm disappointed with, we wanted to win this game. You know, what I'm really disappointed with is our reaction after the goal. Up until then, we were, we were on pair. Back now to the Sunday sessions. This is the former Wolves keeper Matt Murray on the show reacting to the news that Nuno Espirito Santo has signed an extended contract at Molyneux. Meaning, of course, when he wants to leave and go to a bigger club at the end of the season, it will cost that club that are buying him a lot more money. He is the leader. He's the captain of the ship there. And you can see the signings coming in. And that's because they must have known that Nuno was going to stay there. The brand of football, he came straight in and won the championship. We all know how difficult the championship is. Even everyone's Lord in Bielsa. He's taken him two seasons. He came in, he did that. And then to get to the semi-final FA Cup, the following season, he's got a team that, you know, he qualified for European competition as well. Takes us um, all the way through the Europa, Europa League. So I think that he knew his stock was high. He had one year left. You've got all these amazing players. We want to keep the likes of Neves, Raul Jimenez, everybody. Well, the fact that the manager has committed his future, that's showing it. Wolves lead by three goals to nil. And that goal was oozing quality. The pass from Ruben Neves and the finish from Diego Yota. And Wolves on fire. So I just feel that it's a message it sends out. He still feels there's a few more players to come in. But if we're going to evolve from what we did in Europe, we need Nuno at the helm because he's, he's got all his staff with him. He's also like lifted the standards of everyone there. So there's people that were there even from when I was there, like Dot Perry and that. And then you've got Nuno. It's a really, really nice blend, but he is so, so key. So, yeah, I just think we've got to keep that brand, brand going, that identity. But we've got to evolve. And, yeah, it's just massive. It's a massive, massive statement. Over now to the Trans Europe Express with uh, Danny Kelly, my old show, of course. 
Andy Brassel and Kevin Atchard discussing all things European football. I sound a bit down, obviously, because, uh, well, it was a show that was close to my heart, but, you know, it's a Sunday night and I didn't have to go to work. Happy days. It's amazing enough that um, multi-time champions Paris Saint-Germain, uh, recently beaten Champions League finalists, um, have lost the first two games of the Ligue 1 season. But I have been watching football for, well, half a century, let's say that, and I have never, ever seen five red cards issued for the same incident and some of these players are super, super famous. Um, there's also controversy breaking about what happened. Andy, just you were watching that as intently as you could. Just tell people what, what you saw there. So there was something bubbling for the whole game, as there often is in, in, in the We classic. mentioned when we were watching it an hour and a half ago, oh, this is all very, very, very feisty, isn't it? Yeah. And Neymar had done very well to stay on the pitch for the duration of the game. He was getting annoyed at quite an early stage of that game. Now, before the game, of course, Thomas Tuchel, uh, the coach of Paris Saint-Germain, said, well, because they've just come back from their quarantine, we can't expect Di Maria or Neymar to, to be decisive, as he put it, in, in, in this game. Uh, neither of them were, even though Di Maria had a possible equaliser, potentially equaliser ruled out in the second half correctly, it has to be it's said, offside, yeah. for offside. But uh, what happened towards the end, it, it, it just all lost control because there was this... Um, constant back and forth between Neymar, who's playing centre-forward, and uh, Alvaro Gonzalez, uh, the Spanish centre-back of, of Marseille. Um, they were continually having words with each other. Neymar was clearly trying to get Alvaro to, to, to hit him, and it, it didn't work. Patting him on the head, all sorts. And then, after it kicked off on the, on the halfway line, there were red cards for... Four initially, so there, there was uh, a couple of challenges on um, Marseille players. Uh, one, uh, the, the, the challenge was originally on Benedetto, for which the free kick was given, and then we had red cards for Kazawa, Hooray! Paredes, Hooray! Amavi, Hooray! Benedetto himself, <laughs> Good. Hooray! who was the one Marseille player who was appeasing Neymar at this point, and then... Uh, we went to VAR, the, the official went to VAR, and uh, we, we caught on VAR um, Neymar clipping Alvaro, who'd he'd been having this contretemps with. Now, we have to say as yeah. well that as Neymar was making his way off the pitch, he was saying to the, he seemed to be saying to the fourth official that he'd been racially abused. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, this will have to be investigated. investigated. Properly, yeah. um, but there was a lot going on between Alvaro and Neymar. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus your favourite radio shows as well, which, of course, will be just mine. And that's it for another podcasty thing. I'm back, of course, today from 10pm for Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar alongside old Moonface. There will be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing tomorrow morning, so you know what to do. Until then, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.